Today on Good Stuff, dark chocolate thins the Mandela effect and weird animal names. Hello and welcome to Good Stuff, the vamping podcast. I'm your vamping host, Rob. I'm making a very meta joke about our own show because we've been eating Oreos for nearly half a year. And we are running out of bits to do. There are only so many bits to do. Once you start getting meta, that means you've run out of bits to do. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's This is a, this is a comedy and a tragedy uh, where we eat too many of the things that we like and then are trapped in a hell of our own design so welcome welcome to uh welcome to good stuff if this is your first episode i'm sorry for that dark unusually dark moment in my life i just i just watched uh what was it called i i care a lot which is a uh have you seen this nick uh, uh i I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. It though. is super dark and makes you question like everything because it is just so dark and everyone in it is a bad person. And so that's oh. where my headspace is right now. Okay. I'm writing that one down. I, uh, we'll see how I feel about the bad people thing. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to see how, I'll have to see how that feels on me, but uh, I, I think it's, it's very much, uh, like a black comedy and, not satire, but definitely, like, th- it's it's framed to be critical of the characters, even though they succeed, which is, like, the problem. Um, okay. <clears throat> is what I would say. Sure. Anyways, hi, I'm Rob. This is my co-host, Nick. Hello. Uh, uh, Nick, what are we reviewing today? Well, I'm really happy that you wanted to go dark when we started, because this <laughs> week we're talking about... Uh, uh, dark chocolate thins Oreos. Dark thins. Uh, very thin on cookie and filling. I guess. You, here's my question: Are thins supposed to be like a health conscious Oreo, or like an Oreo that you can eat more of? Like, did they design them so that you can like hoof them down, or did they design them so that you wouldn't feel bad when you inevitably hoof them down? Um. I would say that the the correct answer to that question is yes. Although I th- <laughs> sure I th- I think the uh, I, I think the original intent was to make a, a snack that you can still eat a couple cookies without feeling bad about yourself. Sure, um, but if you if you're not inclined to feel bad about eating a few cookies, uh, this uh, this allows you a few more. That's fair. Yeah, I I, I guess I I don't know. The Thins Oreos were always very mysterious to me because they're still cookies, right? Like, they're still not... Like, you're just eating less of a cookie, but whenever it's something that's like, oh, it's less of a thing, I want more of it, and I usually end up eating more. It's like a trick. It's a trick they play on your brain. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, and they sell them to you in smaller packages, so that means they they probably sell more boxes of them. Although I feel like there's more Oreos inside. I feel like it's um, more densely packed. Maybe we should have a filler episode where we just count the Oreos in a box. 
weigh them like or look we could probably <laughs> look at the weights on the boxes themselves and see if there's a difference uh yeah because they have to like yeah, d- declare what they're gonna give you well the only box i have on me now is the dark chocolate uh thins box and that seems to have 13.1 ounces or 371 grams of oreos inside <clears throat> how many oreos in a pack 45 Oh, there are oh, forty-five shoot, Oreos in a regular pack. So, and what does it say on the package? What this package says? It's loading. Uh, zooming in, fourteen point three ounces. So there are less. There's less weight in the thins, then, right? Because you said ten point three. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they are giving you less cookie. They're giving you fundamentally less cookie. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel okay with it. Yeah. I feel like I, the the, thin, the thins are, in general, a nice little treat. Yeah, they're just, they're supposed to be like, I don't know. You don't feel as bad. You don't feel as, uh, I, I have, <laughs> I have strong feelings about like the idea that dessert is like a thing that's supposed to feel bad all the time. Because there's this like, yeah. There's this, it, it makes, it's this weird body shaming thing, right? It becomes where, like, if you are, you are not allowed to experience joy because it might make you unacceptably, like, lo- look unacceptable, which is also impossible to maintain. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, like, look, I I even noticed it in myself when I was talking about, you know, number of cookies being, like, I said it, it's in my, it's in my language. I didn't, I didn't mean for that. It's just, you know, it's kind of been beaten into Yeah, me, it's you know? like ingrained into how we talk about food there's so much like social stigma that's been pushed into food that i hate uh and it's not i mean we're two dudes right it's less even on us but i mean we're still affected by it sure but it like women are affected by it even more than us uh much more than us absolutely and then the the other thing is like we as men if we were speaking from our own experience you know, we still like we still have our thing where like <laughs> dad bod, quote unquote, is fine, but also sort of a joke. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel- you got to be fit, fit and ripped. And that's what, you know, if you aren't. Yeah. Oh, you're a slob. And it's like, stop shaming people. Yeah. I feel like life's hard enough as it is. Yeah. And I, I think it also has that negative feedback loop where. You know, if the this isn't it's not like it's not like alcohol where there is a hard limit. Right. You shouldn't have too much alcohol all the time. Right. And if if you do, you usually have a literal disease. Uh, Sure. But in I don't know, I feel like there's there should be an allowable amount of joy that we are allowed to have when it is medically safe. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I I, for myself, I kind of, you know. I at least say, I'm like, yeah, I try to do everything in moderation, you know? Yeah, and I, I and, think... You know, and that's, you know, and, that, and that's not like, that's not like a hard term. Like, you know, I can't like measure what moderation this is for you, but, you know. Right, and I I try. know, I know I'm, I feel like I'm pretty lucky that I have like a pretty good metabolism, but other people don't. And other people's bodies right. are, other people's bodies are acceptable and more than acceptable or beautiful. So everyone just... Love yourself, eat cake if you can, uh, 
and just enjoy like enjoy it <laughs> i do right i was telling i was telling megan i can say her name now i'm gonna cut this out but i can say her name now because she's been on the podcast uh okay. i was telling <laughs> character reveal right um i was telling megan this like right before the the, sh- the recording started that i think i know some people who would be okay if there was a human version of like kibble they would just like they're like rad cool kibble i'm into it that's nutrient paste let's go that's what soylent was right you yeah i i I, from what i understand it's still around i haven't heard anything of it in Uh, a while though which is crazy their naming convention was hilarious like they knew they were making something they were like hey hey, hey." (laughs) they were being weirdos about it It, i feel like it was a marketing risk that kind of worked yeah it made them stand out i mean and their product was super freaking weird and gave people uh runny diarrhea but um (laughs) That's because Did you try it? I've had it. Yeah, it tasted like chalk paste. It was just tastes like wallpaper okay. paste. It didn't it wasn't anything and that I'm not saying that because I've had wallpaper paste. I'm saying that because I assume this is you're, what you're mi- what, you're missing out. It's it's really? good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I, were you a kid who ate glue as a child? Let's get into no. the deep stuff now. Yeah, I I don't really <laughs> know. I I don't I may have known a kid that was eating paste in kindergarten. Okay. But um I didn't understand, like, I don't know, I, I can't say that I had any more sense than any, any other kid back then, but uh, it, that never made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I, th- Yeah, no, I I think that's, and then I knew a kid who ate dirt once. I, th- um, I think I may I never have di- eaten dirt, like, as a dare. Oh, okay. Not, like, for fun. Like, there was those, there were the kids who were like, hell yeah, bottle of glue in my mouth. And there were kids <laughs> who, did like, ate weird shit because they didn't care. Right, they're like, I'm gonna get a nickel for this. Hell yeah, I'm gonna buy so many gumballs. Um, <laughs> I I wish I knew more about uh, agriculture and the like, but um, what? So I need to know when you ate dirt, like, was it like, like soft, moist soil, or are we talking like dusty, like side of the road dirt? It like, was the uh, dirt in the schoolyard. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't eat a worm, but I did like lick i think i licked a like a dirty rock i think that's what it was and it was gross and then i got a like i got like a nickel or a quarter for it it was like sure whatever oh wow so i i do have a reason for asking other than just being weird (laughs) uh and that is i recently heard on a science podcast that um apparently some geologists will put some of the rocks they find in their mouth and like taste them oh yeah Wow. I, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. It was because uh, I think some will, some types will have flavors, but you can also tell uh, the texture with, with your tongue, too, I guess. Yeah. So it helps give you some idea of That's what wild. its makeup is. I yeah, mean, I had no idea. I know that chemists, like ancient chemists, not even ancient chemists, but like, like er, the early chemistry, w- part of it was tasting the the... Uh, ingredient or tasting whatever chemical so people are tasting hydrochloric acid which is safe to drink uh in very dilute quantities um don't do this at home at home kids though yeah once it's concentrated enough it will do damage uh to you but that's that is the story behind whether it's true or not but that is the story behind how the first acid trip happened 
oh. is that the guy who discovered LSD, part of the protocol was like tasting whatever they made to see what it was, right? Okay. And then he gets on his bicycle and he takes a bike ride home and then starts tripping out. Like that <laughs> that was the first LSD trip, um, allegedly. Allegedly. So, I, well, so I guess I'm, that's also... I can understand why tasting made its way into chemistry, right? Because, I mean, people who don't do chemistry may not realize, but so much of chemistry is with the clear liquids and white powders. Yeah. And, all- and like everything, everything, everything looks the same. I mean, you know that the way people have known about the disease of diabetes for a very long time, right? Sure. Do you yeah. know how they knew it? Um, I have a very good idea. They tasted their pee. That's yeah. just like because their pee was sweeter because they weren't digesting their sugar correctly. Right. So uh, that was how they would know that they were diabetic. Right, right. Um, so that's which is like so gross. What if you were that doctor? Or who, Bear Grylls. Or Bear Grylls who drank elephant piss or his own piss. I can't remember. I think it was his own. He and may he have made done a, both. I mean, I feel like. Wa- <laughs> In the episode that I saw, he made a water skin out of a snake. Which is so peed into it. And then had it for like a snack later. <laughs> I there there was such a trend of really gross, really gross survivor style shows. There was like a, this like real trend of it for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, well, so the one that the TVs at work. Uh, they tend to leave it on like a cer- one of a few stations. So when I walk through the cafeteria to you know when I pick up coffee in the morning. Oftentimes, I'll see that Naked and Afraid is on. Naked and Afraid. Yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of. Um, And I don't know what kind of person you'd have to be to do that because I I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm afraid of things like ticks. Yeah. And ticks on I feel like just re- my, my dick. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Anywhere, really, but there specifically. Yeah, that's like the worst place. I'm not happy no matter what, <laughs> but I'm least happy then. Right? Man, like, because one thing, like, you could probably do a good job at even being mildly vigilant, keeping the pests off you when you're awake. Yeah. You're going to have to sleep sometime. I guess it's, like, also more visible, too, right? So you'd be really sad, but you could, like, at least be like, oops, it's there, and then, like, do whatever you got to do to take it out. Um, Sure. What is it, like, the hot needle, I think, is how you get ticks out? Because then they, like, recoil. But that's also terrifying. Everything sure. about the experience sounds nightmarish. Yeah, no, that's stay away from ticks. Actually, I just heard that turkeys, I was listening to a video about turkeys, they eat a ton of ticks. I believe it. Like, Why were like, you listening? We're about, Wait, I'm sorry. Why were you watching a video about turkeys? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> too, per- too personal, Rob, too personal. <laughs> uh, no, um, I was. I saw I, I saw a video pop up on YouTube about um, the origin of like, why we call them turkeys. Why? Did, why? Why? I was, I was working Tell when I was us. watching it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, I, it turns out that um, the short answer is it's complicated, but be, it, that's not the, an the answer. Name, the name comes from uh, the fact, kind of the fact that they're sort of like a, like a foreign exotic bird for the most part. Um, we can, tra- uh, I think turkeys in America, we kind of trace to like Central America mm-hmm. where, where, you know, where they may have been like domesticated and let up here and everything. And somewhere in the whole jumble of names and stuff, it got the name Turkey because of, you know, Turkey a long time ago was like thought of as like an exotic place. 
it should be noted that in Turkey, there are uh, no the turkeys, turkeys, right? Well, th- they are familiar with the bird, and you know the ones that are there, uh, you know, are referred to as Hindis because it's uh is in reference to India. What? Yeah, are, is there turkeys it, in India? I don't. They mar- I I think so. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, yeah, I mean, like people probably brought them and domesticated them in various places at this point. That's but. really funny. That that reminds but, me of uh the you know the Muppet character, the Swedish chef. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what they call them in him in Sweden? No. The Norwegian chef. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing. Like that's so good. One of my funnest of facts, right? Like. <laughs> Well, I saw this really cool graph that that, that kind of reminds me of. Uh, someone did a a small little linguistic study of you 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 know the phrase "It's all Greek to me." Yeah. When something doesn't make sense to you, mm-hmm. well, what happens when you're in Greece? What are the, what do you say then? Because people in Greece are presumably fluent in Greek. What do they them, say? I'm sure they have their own like. I'm sure they have their own idioms. It, it's all Chinese to me. Well, that's that feels okay. Yeah, sure. So, it, but it, but and there's and there's this graph, and all these different cultures ha- um, point to a different language for what it's all to them. Dang, and it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know. Huh. And all, yeah, it's yeah, I, and I I can verify at least the Greek thing because when I was in Greece, I I had asked when I was over there, and so and someone had said that. So in my one <laughs> little non scientific study, uh, yeah, wow, that is kind of verify crazy. Yeah, I I like I like learning about. Um, like different expressions from different cultures and like how they refer to things in their own like because everyone has <laughs> everyone has their own specific words for certain things but like one of the things I've really enjoyed because now we're going to talk about this uh, <laughs> if we're going to go here <laughs> is sort of direct translations of things so, ah, uh, yes. Um, one of my favorite ones is uh, in China, in Chinese specifically, uh, penguin is like the word for business and the word for duck. <laughs> like that is, uh, or pigeon. It's one of those, right? Um, I I love it, and it's so funny. But there are like literal translations of. Uh, animal names are very funny, um, in general. So I know for I know for turkey, because uh, it came up in the video that in China the characters for it, um, you know, it it translates basically to fire chicken. Fire chicken. That's the yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and turkey, like the name turkey, came from, like, of the Turks, right? Yeah, yeah, because um, because again, it was referring to like an exotic place. It was considered an exotic bird at the time. That's that makes sense. Um, okay, here's some here's some literal translations of animals that are uh from different places, and what their literal translation means. <laughs> so this is um in uh Sindhi, which I don't know what the origin uh, somewhere in Asia. Um, it <laughs> the uh literal translation of you might not be sure about the correlation between a gecko and a jacuzzi pigeon, 
But either way, we are on board with the chilled out lifestyle. Translated from Cindy, we are reimagining what a gecko or jacuzzi pigeon might look like. So gecko apparently is, <laughs> literal translation is jacuzzi pigeon. Nice. In Somalia, oh, this one's good. Um, an armadillo literally translates, their word for it is, uh, literally translates to belt animal. <laughs> um, uh, a sea lion to them is a sea lizard. Ooh. Um, and um, a butterfly is called the puppet. <laughs> That's a good, that is a that good is name. That is really spooky. Um, yeah. And... Oh, yeah, I've heard this one before. The literal translation of hippopotamus in Norwegian. Can you uh, take a guess what you think it might be? Um, I, I don't know any Norwegian. Is it take a, I take mean, a it wild say, guess? It, it's two animals. It that, or no, it's two things. One of them is an animal and one of them is something else. Um, let's see. Uh, it, couch pincushion uh, for a hippo. Yeah. No, it is because I'm thinking like the teeth. I couldn't think of like how to describe their teeth, and they're not pin, pin like they whatever. Have huge. T- Anyways, I know you <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot, and I didn't, didn't want to leave dead air. <laughs> uh, it is river horse. Oh, okay. Which I was like, I think I've heard that one actually. Yeah, yeah like when I saw that, that sounds I was really like, familiar oh, right, now. Right, right, Um. Okay. Here's another one from Germany. Um, this is this is a fun game. I didn't mean to happen, but now we're doing it. <laughs> Uh, for from Germany, this one is uh, I'll I'll try I'll do my best to tell you what the the translation is, and then you have to do your best to guess it. I will do my best. So it's German. It's Schildkröte for a tortoise. Schildkröte. Um, is, is it shield snake? <gasps> Or shield sausage, rather. You're very close. Yeah. Shield toad. Oh, okay. Very, uh, I, very close. A, a, a friend, a friend, and I were, well, a friend who knows a little bit of German was, uh, was talking about German. So I was like, uh, I was, I was actually doing some Google Translate with German recently. So I started to remember kind of how German kind of feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't know a word of it. I that was a really good one. Um, okay, here's a here's another one. Uh, I can't, I will not be able to get that from Arabic. Um, okay, here's one. <laughs> this is Vietnamese, uh, and it is a shark, and it's Ka Map. What do you think I mean, Ka Map is? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, if I don't know any German, I know even less Vietnamese. <laughs> what do you think it um, is? Uh, it is, it's a parrot. No, so it's a shark. Oh, you said it's a shark. It's a shark. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. What do you think that oh, translates but... to literally? Oh, oh, I Come see. Up. Is it like bag of teeth? Fat fish. Oh, okay. Which I feel like that makes sense. Some are. Right? Yeah. Um, we already did jacuzzi pigeon. Um... Okay, I don't have any more of the actual words, but here's a uh, kangaroo in Chinese. Is I'm not going to get the tones right. I'm apologizing to all of our Chinese listeners, but <laughs> daishu for a kangaroo. 
Okay. What do you think a kangaroo daishu means? Big mouse. Close. <laughs> Bag rat. <laughs> All right, let's do another. Um, I like uh, the skunks is pretty obvious. It just it it's stinky weasel, but I like this next one. Really, <laughs> yeah. Fire chicken just came up. Um, this one is for a cobra. It is Yan Jing Shi. I'll tell you, um, it's two I, words. Okay. Uh, that's going to be... Or cobra. Uh, it's going to be a f- face biter. No. I, I'm thinking because of the face, the, the face pattern on the, on the cobra. <laughs> what is this, Cronenberg? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is glasses snake. Oh, I like that. I, I was just like, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I want to like I want to like draw some of these as cartoon characters. Now, honestly, <laughs> do it. Oh man. Okay. Two more. All right. Well, there's a lot of them that are very good. Uh, here's another one that I think is really great. Um, walrus. Hi Zhang. Uh, I'm not getting those tones right. I apologize, but it's for a walrus. What do you think it is? Ooh, a walrus. Yeah. Um, man, I w- I wish I knew. The name of that football coach that looks has the walrus <laughs> mustache. Um, no, I guess that's gonna have to be. Um, uh, geez, ivory bean bag. Nope, ocean elephant. Okay, I mean that that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that one works too. Because it's kind of close to like a manatee in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know they're, how they're closely like related they are. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, this is the last one I'll do. Okay, because I think it's really cute. Uh, for a sloth. The word is shulan. I'm not getting those tones right. Um, and I apologize. But shulan, two words, and it's to represent sloth. Oh. Um, it's got to be slow, baby. Tree slow. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that one was really good. Uh, there's other There's other ones that... Uh, I, that I liked too. There was a cat head eagle for an owl. Okay, which I thought was pretty oh, okay. cute. Um, and uh, a flower kisser for hummingbird in in Portuguese. <laughs> so, it, so it helps when you were, when you were telling me how many words it would be because with my very limited understanding of kanji for uh in Japanese, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like praying that some of the sounds are the same in Chinese. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like that, that. That's why when I got like one word right, I'm like I think that's why I figured it yeah. out. It's either that I got really lucky or I understood like where they were coming from. Uh, you should get this one. Here's the last one, actually, real last okay. one. Okay. Uh, Fluttermouse. Ooh, is that a bat? <laughs> yeah, Fluttermouse. <laughs> so I was like, you're gonna get that. Because um, it sounds like fl- it sounds like flutter. Was it was that it was literally Fluttermouse? Oh, for bat. really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the literal translation, which is so fun. Yeah. So fun. Um, not dark We're now, like these Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is probably a, perhaps a weird tangent, but I'm, I know we're all about that. But uh, you're familiar with the Mandela effect, aren't you? I am. Okay. Am I? So, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So in our shared memory, yeah. So it's one of the it's one of those shared false memories of of an event, basically. Yeah. All you know, like you know, all related to Nelson Mandela. Well, like it originated with Nelson Mandela died in prison. Right. Yeah. When in fact he didn't, and then became president of South Africa <laughs> for you know for a bunch of years. And uh, the other one is the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, there, I was looking up a list of these before, and there's a, there's a whole bunch of weird ones like um like the spelling of Oscar Mayer. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. It, how do you spell Mayer? Do you remember? M e y e r. Um, it's a uh, it's a uh, Mayer. Uh, M a y e r. Well, that, that's not a Mandela effect. That's just a misleading sound. <laughs> I don't know. People seem to rem- like people seem to forget it. Like apparently, a lot of people seem to have a memory that like. Uh, that the show was called Sex in the City and not Sex and the City okay, and stuff that's, like that. I, I still yeah, find that to be of... like that's that one I find less. Uh, the Nelson Mandela one in like Baron Stain Bears, I get, but Sex in or and, sure. Those are well, just so uh, well, close. Uh, well, uh, like another one is the like the Luke, I am your father thing, which he doesn't, he doesn't say. say. I knew that one. No. Um, um, he just says, uh, I am your father. Right? No, I am your father. Yeah. Um, I've, some people seem to confuse, think that like uh, confuse like Sinbad and Shaq in in a movie. Oh, was, in uh, Kazam, right? Yeah, it Which was. I it saw was... in theaters. Did you? Yeah, I don't remember anything about it, but I do remember no, Shaq. I know I've seen it. I probably saw it once. It was on TV. <laughs> uh. I, I I don't know I I never again I never really followed sports so I was always like a low key Shaq fan I just well I Shaq know, I and Shaq Fu oh okay yeah Shaq I don't actually know I know he had a, a game called Shaq Fu uh, which was not good um, <laughs> but like was iconic for being insane uh, like so <laughs> there's that <laughs> but why yeah, why so, do you bring up um, why do you bring up the Mandela effect. Well, because when we were t- when we were discussing uh, the next episodes to do, and I mentioned, oh, we should probably finally get around to doing uh, dark chocolate thins. You're like, we did. Yeah, that. I thought uh, we had done this. And and like you said, like, look, I, you know, I believe you. I mean, we're both on the same show. So I'm like, I have no memory of it. I had no notes on it on my phone. I went through our episode list. I didn't see it there. Um, and then, you know, later, you know, I was talking to Michelle about it and she's like, you did those already because we, we've tried them already. And I'm like, did we, though? <laughs> and like I, I went through all my recordings and, and like, I believe you, I believe you guys. And uh, But, you know, I can't find any any record of us doing this episode yet. Yeah. But we all seem to have the shared memory that we have. We, yeah. And I asked Megan, I was like, did uh, or I didn't even mask her. I was like, oh, we're doing the dark chocolate. And she was pretty sure, like, did you already do that? And I was like, I, I thought, but we didn't, I guess. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, but, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad we got a chance to do it anyway. I, I would review these cookies multiple times. <laughs> so now I'm I'm thinking about Shaq Fu and I thought about <laughs> uh, did you ever I don't know if you ever played this indie game. It was like an iconic indie game called. Barkley, shut up and jam, Gaiden, uh, which no. which is a, the unofficial sequel to Barkley, shut up and jam, a real game, um, <laughs> but it was a uh, a JRPG starring Charles Barkley, um, 
in the plot, it's like was super insane and surreal uh, and just got like very it was like sort of iconic for some reason because it was just insane. Um, but like the plot is essentially uh, in the year 2041, 12 years prior to the main part of the game in post cyber apocalyptic neo New York, Charles Barkley <laughs> performs a powerful chaos dunk at a basketball game inadvertently killing most of the people in attendance in attendance oh wow uh, I'm as a result I'm... basketball is outlawed and many basketball players are hunted down and killed <laughs> and then like you play as charles barkley going through this thing uh to like make i i don't know i never played it but I, it was like super insane i think Larry Bird is in it at some point. Uh, there's um, a half basketball person in there. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan might be the villain. Um, oh, really? And uh, uh, I, I don't know. I never played it. I just had like heard of Chaos Dunk a lot. Oh, wow. I, the, so game, I, or, the game's battle system, dubbed the Babby system, B-A-B-B-Y, is influenced by many commercial JRPGs. So. Oh wow. So I'm looking at pictures of it here, and I'm I'm seeing some great screenshots. Like, uh, one that's captioned, "My name is Charles Barkley. I am one of the last B-ball stars alive." <laughs> it's and then, good. and then there's oh maybe I don't want to do that. I don't know. But still, um, there there's a yeah, couple of yeah, things that I'm sure have not aged well. Uh, yeah. For sure. But um no that's 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 wild i might need to just check this out at some point yeah it is it is something that's <laughs> you wake kazam is definitely in it at some point uh oh really yeah. but it, i think it's like the system is sort of uh final fantasy 6 uh yeah that's what it kind of looked like yeah <laughs> which i never finished what final fantasy 6 oh yeah so good it was really, really. I good. really should go back and play it. <laughs> yeah, I like lost. I lost steam at some point, and I just yeah. It, some games just do that to I me. I would say. I mean, the the major sin of Final Fantasy VI in general was how many random battles there were. It was just so many. That that might it have been just, it. It get like after not having done that, you know, uh, or playing like Chrono Trigger. Um, I, uh, where like you walk into something and you f like see it and then you fight it. It's like, yeah, random battles are just so annoying. Cause you're just like, you can avoid, it feels better when you can avoid them or like, you know, they're coming or like you can see them coming, you know? Yeah. I, I really loved Chrono Trigger. And if I had the time, I'd go back and play it. I was actually just listening to a loop of probably my favorite song and, a lot in almost all video games, but like, my, but definitely my favorite on, in, from Chrono Trigger, the corridors of time. That is a good one. It's a, yeah, it's, oh man, it's, it's like so mystical, but chill. And, uh, yeah, I could live, Chrono I could Trigger's honestly so listen good. to that forever. Oh, what a great game. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of Chrono Trigger, it is time. Oh. To review the cookie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so what did you think, Nick? of the uh i mean i can start or you can start i don't care i have no preference i am i am happy to start um giving my opinions on this because i feel like i've kind of 
give a hint as to what I already feel, which is, I honestly think there's something special about the uh, the dark chocolate cream that Oreo uses. I agree. Uh, um, I, I really like it. Yeah, it is. There's something really nice about it. It's really rich, but not too rich. There's like a, also because like Oreos are so sweet, it's nice to have something that's like kind of a little bit bitter, just like a tiny bit bitter, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the thin style cookie treats treats that really well, that balance. Yeah. Because because the thins cookies aren't at, are as sweet as the typical Oreo wafers. Right. And like I think these are they felt they didn't feel indulgent at all, right? They felt just like pleasant right. to eat. Yeah, they 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 were definitely yeah, they were definitely a treat. I I think um yeah, they 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 were they were rich without being overindulgent. Right. Which I think yeah, that's, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to put it. Because like, if we're being honest here, the uh the dark chocolate, dark fudge, dark whatever, the super what what what's the one that we gave it as the, called? Uh, uh the, the fudge covered dark chocolate yeah, Oreos. Those are super indulgent. Like they feel like you are uh gonna. I don't know. They they feel just like you are eating something forbidden. And I know we talked about yes. that at the beginning, like how annoying that is, but that's still ingrained in my and how I've been raised and that's what they tasted like, but they weren't. And so I wanted more. Ab- like they just were so good. Absolutely. But they weren't also, but they were balanced, right? And these are like the lighter, like that's the 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 little brother that's very light. And you know, you you're like cool with it. You're like, "All right." It's not the cool yeah. older brother that you're like, ah, oh, is, is like, is, is, is Blan- Blathan coming? Like, is he coming? He has such a cool <laughs> Man, name. Blathan. Man, I love Blathan. Um, um, well, so uh, if, if we're, if we're going to do older brother, little brother uh, terminology here, it seems as if we've forgotten the middle brother, which is the uh, the regular dark, uh, dark chocolate Oreos that we haven't touched oh, yet. Oh, those, so those exist. Are those the ones we've done? No, because I have those too. So they're, they're, like, they're in my any of the dark chocolate except for the fudge covered dark chocolate. Apparently not. Oh my god! Nelson Mandela strikes Nelson. again. <laughs> Why has he done this to us? <laughs> uh, um, uh, I, I I shouldn't say that, but yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, you already did, and I'm not editing it out. So. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I gotta edit my copy before you get before you get my half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So, I am curious to see. Where the middle child falls between these two. I am um, too. That being that being said, I don't know how much room there's going to be between these two. Yeah. Why? What do you want to give it? Oh. Um, um. This may be. You might need to talk me down, but this may be. Um. <laughs> talk me off the the Oreo ledge here. Um. The first mortal Oreo, though the one that's not covered in something that may have the capability of achieving it. I disagree. Okay. I was a B tier. I thought okay. what was holding it back was it was a thin. Um but like it, so if agree- I yeah. if I am putting these next to the fudge covered Oreos, I pick a fudge covered Oreo every day. And I wouldn't right. feel bad about it. Like they wouldn't yeah. there would be no contest. Um, 
it, it's it's just a superior creature, right? And because of that, we we only give the things in S tier where it's like you would pick them every single time, right? That's a good uh, point. Yep. I think these are very good. I was thinking A, okay. maybe B. Honestly, B felt correct. A felt also correct, and I don't know. I, I thought they were really good, and I'm probably going to like devour. They're, I want to devour them, but they are really balanced in a way that you don't, and but not in a way that you're like, you just feel like satisfied after one or two, I guess. Yeah, which which is interesting, um, because I feel like not a lot of them are like that. I feel like this is another good flavor. It's just well done combination cookie, really put together in like a thoughtful manner, uh, which I think is good. Um, they are they're like they feel fancy, like they feel they feel like you'd go into your like rich uncle's apartment, and this is the only type type of cookie he has, and he's like a rich Absolutely. your rich uncle in like Manhattan. He's like, oh, I love Oreos, but I would only pick the dark chocolate thins because <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Um, that's what they are to me, right? Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I was trying to think of a cool phrase uh, about it earlier where I feel like it is the it it is it is the fancy uh, it is the fanciest of you know cheap cookies. <laughs> It is. I I I was hoping I could spend more time to workshop that phrase, but that's what I got. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Um, you reminded me of a, a clickhole article, which clickhole is great, <laughs> but it's uh the clickhole article, which I didn't read, but the title is all you need. Uh, may I, Papa? McDonald's is releasing a new Fig and Lady Finger McFlurry for fancy little boys who desire a treat. Like that's <laughs> has the same energy as that, right? Like it's just like a little fancy ish. I'm, I'm so yeah, no, ab- absolutely, no. I, I, I feel like it has exactly that energy. Right? It, it, it's just, it's just like, it's bougie, but not yeah, it's bougie in a health like not in a health food way, but like you <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if these are the Oreos that like the place that sells raw ashwagandha has. And you don't feel bad sure. about it. You're in the store buying raw ashwagandha. You're like, all right, yeah. then I guess these are healthy. Um, they're not. Well, no, and I mean, like these are these are the kind of things that you know, um, that like those like classy restaurants that give you like the mints at yeah. You know, oh at my the god, if you of, got this I, as like I, an after dinner Oreo, you'd be yeah. I, I feel I feel like. I feel like they they'd hand you the check with with a tiny with a tiny individual plate of one one of these one Oreos Oreo on it. In like, it's in like a little taco. You know, like the little taco like uh, cones or not cones. Like um, they have like the little V's, the, hol- the, holders, the holders, but it's like for the Oreo, yeah. and they just have like that. Oh there. yeah, and it's like a little tiny one. And like boop. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Yeah, uh, you know, this seems like a thing that the Cheesecake Factory would do. <laughs> Man, I you know, I would I would kind of I actually kind of want, want to go back. To the I only want to go back to the Cheesecake Factory because I want to go to any restaurant. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to be out of my apartment, uh, not dealing with COVID right now. Absolutely, yeah. I like I, that's what I've been telling people. I'm like, I just want to go to a I restaurant. Go um, sit somewhere. I, I don't even care if it's good. No, I want to yeah. go somewhere bad and complain about it, like after, and be like thrilled yeah. about it. That, oh, man, I can't believe we got a terrible meal at this place. And no one was at risk of getting sick. 
Like right. that's what I want. Oh, I've got good news oh, then. What? Um, my mom just got her second dose of the vaccine. Hey, that rules. Um, yeah, I'm 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 really that happy because awesome. yeah, she because now she can finally like leave the house again safely. That's cool. and, is, is she uh, still wearing a mask no, no, when no. she does it? Or oh yeah yeah absolutely. She's like especially yeah especially for someone in her yeah yeah she's gonna be wearing a mask and I, and I think you should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it will be until, thing. until like we. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to be doing the mask for a while. It seems, but um, yeah. that's fine if it, if it keeps if it keeps people healthy and alive. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. really all I want. That's all we all want. Yeah, I I really hope that the people who are on the fence about the vaccine come around because <sighs> I think it's really important that we do this. I agree. I it's really important that we all you know take this seriously so that we can all go to the the Olive Garden. And get Parmesan encrusted cod, and be upset that it wasn't great. <laughs> right. And then, but be happy that we went out because when you're here, your family. <laughs> I just, I just want us all to be annoyed by the normal things Same. again. I want to have little problems. I want to have very yeah. little problems. Um, but I think, uh, on that note, we're gonna call it uh, on these very little problems. That we dream of, we long, uh, long for, we long for the the desires of being f- like cutting someone in line or being cut in line, like when you're waiting <laughs> for something stupid, like a scone, right? Like, oh man, that's who's that guy? Who's uh, that guy's? I want a scone. Who's that guy cutting me in line at the scone factory, a restaurant I made up? Uh. Um, which I would definitely I would go, to, go scone to factory. That would be great. I love scones. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, this is the dark episode where we talked about funny animal names and our feelings. So, uh, listen, all you dessert penguins. What was it? Oh, business penguins, business <laughs> pigeons, all you, uh, flutter mice, all you friends have a great, uh, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and uh, I've been Rob. I've and been we Nick. Hope you get dunked, babies. Please take the fucking COVID vaccine seriously, so we can stop eating Oreos. We are trapped. <laughs> Please help us. Help you. Okay. <laughs> we need. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Good Stuff with Rob and Nick. Good Stuff is produced by Rob Mulligan and promotional artwork by Nick Pattons. Good Stuff's theme is composed by Kenny Gray of Mess and Finesse. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Good Stuff Podcast. See you next week.